Good morning, my fellow Africans and the world at large. This is Emmanuel Kwajumensa once again coming into your homes and your minds with a message of empowerment and enlightenment all the way from Ontario, Canada. Today is the 27th of May in the year 2022 and the Bible says this is the day the Lord has made. We should rejoice and be glad in it. And for that matter, I take this opportunity to invite the whole world, any man or woman listening to my voice or hearing me, to join me to give thanks to God for the day he has granted unto us and life in general. Life is wonderful. Life is beautiful. Life is, some, life is a thing that we should rejoice and be glad in it, for it is a gift from God to mankind. It is God himself flowing through all things to his own glory. Today, I'm going to speak to you on a topic I introduced last week, and that is righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. And as I stated uh, the other day, it is a, a Bible verse from the book of Proverbs 14.34, and that is what uh, we're going to look at, but we're going to look at it in, in, in addition to other uh, biblical verses and um, the purpose of this is to expose ourselves to um, yeah to expose you or to uh, help you to understand these biblical uh, verses and how to uh, how we can apply these verses in our lives to bring improvement to bring greatness Africa is the focus Africa is great but the greatness has to come through us god has made us great but we are not seeing it and as i said the other time the bible says that for all have sinned and therefore uh, fall short of the glory of god and when this bible comes into mind it is the people of africa that actually demonstrated this truth we have been blessed but we have fought, we are falling short of the glory of God because of the sin, the great sin that we are committing, and that is our inability to use our minds. God brought us here to improve our life, to make a, to make a, a difference, to move humanity forward in our evolutions. Yeah. So today, as I did the other day, I used myself as an example, and. I am Emmanuel Kujomensa. I have no, uh, in terms of Ghana or where I come from, yeah, I am not from any aristocratic family. I am not from any, none of my family members have actually even gone beyond secondary school level. I am the only person in my family that has uh, actually climbed the academic uh, ladder to secondary school and onward to the University of Ghana. So, I do not have any relationship with any top class people in Ghana or Africa, any political party, no. But I am just a person that God has placed a task on my hand. And I see it as my calling. And I have my wife who is helping me and our other people helping me in pushing this agenda forward. Yes, yeah, so as I was saying, I was born and raised like any other person in Africa. I was born and raised like any other person in Africa. Actually, I was born in a village. And if I'm to be precise, I was born in a village called Akenim. In, uh, when I was growing up, by then it was under the Ketikrachi district in the northern Volta, now, which is now, they've made it Oti uh, uh, region. And now it is 
my area where my hometown is in the in Karachi in Chumbru district. So this is where I was born. I was raised along the Volta Lake. I bathed in the Volta Lake. I was everything that in my life was about the Volta Lake and I have actually gone on fishing. I mean travel along the Volta Lake, across it, along it, everything. So I know what life is as an African child, not just someone who was brought up in a city, but someone who grew up in a village. So I by divine plan, I grew up and then I found myself in the University of Ghana. And after the University of Ghana, I migrated to the United Kingdom. I had to pursue my higher um, further studies. So I actually enrolled in the University of Westminster and uh, I pursued business information technology. My master's degree, actually, I was there to do international relationship, international relations. But instinctively, when I, when I got to UK, everything changed. My mind changed and I began to see things in a different way and looking at how things were done. By then, I was also listening to people. Everyone was telling you, oh, if you do this, you get that. You do this, you get that. So eventually, I started on doing this hybrid course at the University of Westminster. And that was how I settled in. And um, my life, before I go on, my life could be compared to what is it's, it's actually seen by the words of the prophet Isaiah when he wrote that I will lead the blind in the path they may not know and in truly in truth my life right from the time I migrated from Ghana to the United Kingdom is a kind of a path that I was just following like a blind man I did not know what I was doing and but instinctively I was taking some decisions that I was really doing it myself. Anytime I sit down, I take decisions based on what I felt, but not on what people were saying, or not what, uh, based on the reality. So actually, for me to even to appear in the United Kingdom, I was going to do my master's. It's one of the greatest uh, steps to take in my life, especially looking at where I was born and raised. So when I got to the United Kingdom, I was fortunate. God blessed me and the University of Westminster. My first exposure with the uh, after enrollment they had this uh, the city tour. So they took us and they actually we went on a tour on the whole London, and I had a chance or had the opportunity to visit Westminster Abbey. I had the opportunity to actually have a cruise on the River Thames. I went to Buckingham Palace. All these places, all these beautiful places, that very day, I saw it in front of my mind. And one of the fascinating things that actually came into my life on that day was uh, what we call Baker Street, where we have the, the bigger, uh, one of the great, uh, biggest supermarkets in the UK, which is called Max and Spencer. And Max and Spencer had a kind of direct relationship with me when I was at Crutchy Secondary School. We were actually, I studied business methods as one of my courses. And I remember we were analyzing a case study, which was about a customer of Max and Spencer. And uh, this company, the customer took the company to court and actually won. We analyzed the case. I read it and just pass it and move on. But before my eyes, I found myself standing in, at the, on that building and people, they were explaining to us 
Marks and Spence at the origin, I had the chance to visit them myself several times and it became so close to me. Then I began to think that, whoa, so the things that we used to, we were learning, reading about in, the, in Ghana or in Africa, it's really true. This is really something that uh, was playing out before my eyes. So for me, going through all these experiences, I began to think in a different way, not for material things, but the ability to know. I, believe, I wanted to know more. So I started doing my own research. I actually travel. I've been to the museums. I've been to all other places. I've visited Windsor Castle. And anytime I go through all these things, I begin to ask myself, how did they do it? How, where, did it be, where did they be, uh, begin and where what brought them here? Beauty, greatness, and you will see. And so when the Bible says that righteousness exalts a nation, this is what we are talking about. You will see their righteous thinking being shown in their lives. And also the same book of Proverbs also states that, uh, Proverbs 21.3 says that, um, uh, pro, sorry, Proverbs 21.5 says that the plus of the diligent leads surely to abundance, but everyone who is hasty comes only to poverty. I repeat, Proverbs 21.5, it says the plans of the diligent leads surely to abundance, but everyone who is hasty comes only to poverty. And so, as I was saying, if you go through this, my fellow Africans who are actually in the United Kingdom, the United States, and all the uh, developed uh, countries, please, when you visit all these places, don't just look at it and take pictures, but begin to think and begin to ask yourself questions. For me, I wasn't interested in the pictures. I, I don't even remember taking a picture in any of these places, but what I was interested in, knowing, reading the all the history so i took my time wherever i go all the information that they they've displayed i stood there read all these things and it keeps coming to my mind how did they start it what came upon them what is it that these people have that we don't have for me it was the burning desire it was the burning the fire that was burning in me so my dream of actually going to uh, the united kingdom to for greener pastures turned out to be uh, eventually i mean it was gravitating towards the ability to know and have some information but i was still not awakened to a course i was just following everything so i actually came back married in 2004 and went back to uh, united kingdom with my wife and as soon as my uh, we went to the london uh, life started quickly with a very, some challenges difficulties so instinctively or by divine plans it came down that we have to move from london to glasgow so we, we we went to glasgow and glasgow we settled that was where we actually sat down and started life so we went through difficulties challenges together and as a matter of fact i must acknowledge my wife any woman could have walked away from our marriage because from one from Ghana with high expectations of how, uh, they, uh, yeah, the talk of London, the talk of UK, overseas services, and for us to be trashed into difficulties from, I, I married her from nothing. 
Yes, yeah. so life began, and it also comes to the point that we are divinely yoked together for a common purpose, for a particular. So our marriage does not necessarily remains at the marriage level, but we see ourselves as spiritual partners, people who have been put together for a greater assignment. And so as a blind man here with my wife in Glasgow, and we started, and um, my, I got a job in the, an organization called Scottish Association for Mental Health. So this organization, the job was out, not even Glasgow, but in a town called Evan, which is uh, about 20 to 30 minutes uh, journey from Glasgow on train. So I accepted the job and the people welcomed me. Actually, I was really welcomed and I felt at home in Evan, but I used to travel from Glasgow to Evan and my colleagues, especially my manager and those people, they were, they were very good to me. They took time to take me around these places. And through that, I visited, uh, through that job, it's actually the company's name is called the Scottish Association for Mental Health. So we were working within the community and through this, my colleagues, my co-workers, and I remember there was this Scottish lady, she, she was really uh, good to me. And I remember even when we gave birth to my first daughter, she came to our house. She was very, very wonderful people. And so they took me. We went round. I was taken to the birthplace of the, the I was taken to the birthplace of uh, the, the, the 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 man behind um steam engine. And that is uh what is his name? James Watt. So it's a place called Greenock. In reference here in Scotland, so I was actually reading these things in this this sites, things that we've read about far away in in Africa. I read about far away in Africa. I was seeing them, experiencing them in my life, and it becomes a burning fire. Something was just beating me. How did they start it? How did they do it? So that was the question I was asking. But once again, I was still not awakened to the purpose for which I was taken there. And I was only reading and looking at it. But I was interested in actually building a career, having a place and to make a life and living for my wife and also to come and help my family members back home in Ghana, particularly my village members, my brothers, my sisters, everyone. So... As I was thinking of all this every day, I found myself drifting and moving in a direction that people normally would not accept. But the fact is that whatever I was doing, I was doing the right thing, everything right, but life hasn't actually been so as it was supposed to be. But in terms of where I was supposed to be, in terms of reputation, in terms of what I was doing, I was doing good. Yeah. So at Scottish Association, I had a chance to tour those areas. And I remember we went to a, a, city, a, a city called Ear, and then the, we, we, there, were some, uh, there were islands. So we went to a place called Androsan. You take a boat or the ship, and then you go to these islands. And life was so beautiful. You look at it. But the fact is, all this experience, there was one question that was nagging my mind, and that was, 
Why is this not in my home country? Why is it that my people couldn't do something like this? At least something that we could pinpoint that this is what our forefathers left behind for us. And this question was something that anytime you raise it up with other people, your colleagues, or maybe your fellow Africans, they begin to rubbish it. Oh, it's the exploitation and all those things. So it was a burning desire. I had the opportunity to explore Scotland. I, I remember uh, one of the greatest uh, discovery was how the whole idea of inflatable ties came about. And I was very fascinated. That was at uh, the Edinburgh Museum. And I, I, I saw the thing. And if you read it, it's very interesting. And it was about a man called um, John Boyd Dunlop. He's the founder of Dunlop Times. And Dunlop Times was an organization that was in Ghana. So the name was very familiar. And when I read it, I saw how the man actually came about. How did it come about? He had, a, he had a son, and the son was riding a tricycle. This man standing there observing the son struggle with a tricycle made, uh, with ties made of uh, wheels made of rubber. It was very uncomfortable. It was not that, yeah, so something done on him that no, he has to find a way to make it more comfortable for his son. And therefore, he started collecting rubber bands and he put them together, made a tube, and used a football pump to to inflate it and that began the big that was the genesis of inflatable ties so this is history so this is someone who used his mind and now if you are using dialogue ties if you are struggling to get an opportunity to work in dialogue ties, this is how it began and that is what we call righteousness his righteous thinking has brought a, a giant organization, actually brought an invention that has saved us from all the houses. Look at the car. It actually started as a bicycle ties, and now we have used the same thing for cars and all those things. Dunlop was a righteous man, and his fruits is what we are, we are benefiting from. In the same way, if you look, there are a lot of things that I can share with you, and the end that to cut the short the long story short is that God has placed it on my heart. And as Nehemiah in the days of the Israel Israel in exile, his heart was troubled and he went to the the king and was granted the, 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 the right to go back to build the walls of his nation. It is the same thing. I, Emmanuel Koyo Mensa, and my wife, Ellen Mensa, and all people at Egan Mentality, God has given us the assignment to build the Africa, the new Africa. And whatever I am speaking about, whatever I am sharing with you, was done not by anything apart from the correct use of the human mind. The correct use of the human mind. I am not a politician. My wife is not a politician. No one in our group is a politician. We are ordinary men like you. But we are bringing a new perspective. We know very well that the correct application of our minds, we will raise men and women who will do the right thing. We will raise men and women who will invent. We will raise men and women who will do great things. Africa is a great continent and the greatness must come out. So, when the book of Proverbs or King Solomon says that uh, the plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance, 
but every man who is hasty comes only to poverty. It's true. If you compare Africa to all other uh, the, the advanced world, you will see this coming. Our forefathers sat down. They never. They didn't even have a plan. They didn't have anything. All they were doing is sleeping and waking up, going to the farm and doing that. There was nothing that they have done to improve their life. And still in Great Britain. Today we are in Great Britain. This is my life. So my life, uh, life actually took me. And as I said, the prophet Isaiah said, I will lead the, my, the blind mind uh, in a path they may not know. And truly, someone born in Akinium in a village, I was led through the village, up to through uh, the, 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 the walls of the University of Ghana into a land that I had the opportunity to explore. So life took me to places. And one of the places is Liverpool. In Ghana, I was, I was a trained teacher. I went to Tamale Training College and became a teacher and taught in, in the Adansi district. Uh, my, actually, I taught in a village called, uh, what we call it? Uh, one of the village, Paudie, uh, and uh, I was living in Akrofrum with some of my colleagues here. So that was where actually I had a good relationship with most of the, uh, a lot of people, most of my colleague teachers, and we were actually together. We, we, we formed a group, and most of them, through the inspiration that I and some of my colleagues brought there, most of our colleagues eventually went out from the teaching field into universities. So my life was something that it's, I was just walking in a path. So through all these things, I found myself in England. And then it came that I have to become a teacher. So I applied and I was accepted in the University of um, uh, Liverpool John Moss University to pursue a postgraduate certificate course in in, in teaching and to become a teacher and so I, I left my wife and my younger daughter and uh, st started life in uh, Liverpool and Liverpool also gave me another opportunity and I, I took my time with friends. Wherever I go, I get good friends, my colleagues, and they took my, my those I was schooling with, they took me around. We went to Liverpool Port, and one of the things that actually I, I always enjoy looking at was the Manchester Liverpool Canal. I've been there before, and I look at this, and I read all these things, the history behind it. When Manchester was a booming place, they wanted to bypass the... The, 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 the kind of uh, cost that would, they were uh, payments that they were make to the city of uh, Liverpool uh, port. And so they brought up this idea of the canal from the yeah. river estuary down to Manchester. And you read about these things and you ask yourself, this is what people were using their mind for? And this things happened in 18 something. And they brought this canal to Manchester. And I saw it before my eyes. You see where the ship begins. And when you come to Manchester in the city, you see the canal. And with the, with the ships bringing goods, cargo from the sea into 
the hinterland in Manchester. All these were done by the use of the mind. So when you go to Great Britain, you will see their righteous thinking littered everywhere. And I, Emmanuel Mensah, the son of a peasant farmer, a two peasant farmer, my mother never went to school, my father never went to school. Now I found myself standing in this, looking at these things and experiencing it. But the fact is that whilst all this was happening, I felt there was a higher calling in my life. And that is to know and to see how these people actually did it. And there, there is no secret. If you go out and you study all this, there is no secret apart from they knowing that a human being has a place in the creative order of the universe. And therefore, they place themselves squarely in it. And therefore, they did everything. They played against the laws of the universe. So Great Britain's greatness is about knowing the, universe, the laws of the universe. And they did it. And as I mentioned the name of James Watt, James Watt was born into a family that was not, uh, but from that green dog, that small town, he, he actually impacted the whole world. The, the steam engine changes the whole game, ball game and industrialization in Great Britain and Europe. And this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm selling to you, my brother. And as I was saying, I have been sent just as Nehemiah was sent back to Israel and told his people that let us rise and build. My fellow Africans, the message to you today is that let us rise and build. And we are building from the building of our minds. As soon as we build our mental capital and our minds have grown to a certain level, we are able to get up and create and do one this. There are a lot of opportunities. There are a lot of great things that we can put our minds to. The idea is the most important thing. Great Britain is Great Britain because, not because of our natural resources. Yeah, they were just part of it. Yeah, they were just by the way. But they were already doing some great things before they actually came to us. If you read the history, I went to the university, uh, I went to Westminster Abbey and I look at the, the year this building was actually established or was started. 16 something. So by then they, had, they didn't even have any contact with the African people or the African continent. So what we are talking of is, well, what I'm talking about is the power to use the mind. The mind, the power of the mind is the only key that makes people great. And that is by making a righteous thinking. That is thinking in the right way. And the one who thinks right way is the one who has a plan. The plan of the diligent leads surely to abandon. So if you go to Manchester and you see what they have done, that is a plan of the diligent person that I can take water from the, uh, I can take water from the, uh, get this rivers and this thing, power this canal, and then make sure I can put a ship on, uh, uh, and then power it into the hinterland and use it to carry cargo to and fro. I can export it. I can, when my imports can come to me, it's easily. That is the plan of the diligent. And this thing is still existing. Go to wherever you go. Go to Windsor Castle. All these things that we go there to stand there and look at it. And sometimes you pay. That is tourist attraction. You buy all these things. That is the plan of a diligent who plan is still making prosperity, generating prosperity in his life. What has any African actually created by ourselves? Forget about the colonialism. Forget about that. They only came in here. But if you go to India and all this, you have the Taj Mahal and all those things. What do we have in Africa? 
what we have. We don't have anything that we have used our minds, our forefathers have used our mind. And it's all because of that with the setting, the red, the actual tool that God has given to mankind to use to improve himself. And I want to tell you, and we invoke the words of Napoleon Hill, that whatever a mind can conceive and believe, mind can achieve. And that is what they knew. So they used their minds. Uh, whatever I am sharing is my personal experience. And for me, I was just going through life. I did not know what was pushing me in my life. I have made decisions that did, my decisions were not necessarily in alignment with what everyone is thinking. And one of the decisions is actually I made migrating from Canada, uh, UK to Canada. Because in the UK, as I was saying, I went to Liverpool John Moss. I completed a course and became a trained teacher. I was teaching. I taught in England. As a teacher, so in the classroom, I saw whatever was happening. And yet in the classroom, I had the opportunity to do analysis, to observe. When you see the children of the British people, even our old African children that were born there, their level of thinking is totally different from even an adult level of thinking in Africa. Because they are far they are ahead of us. They are ahead of us. It is not about natural resources, but it's about the development of the mind, about what they did, what they knew what I'm talking about. They knew what I'm talking about. And that is the power of the human mind. The power of the human mind. So today, the call is, let us rise and build. Let us rise and build. I am your Nehemiah today, and I'm calling on every African, that let us rise and build. Let us rise and build our nations. The proverb says, the book of Proverbs says, go to the end, you sluggard, learn his ways and be wise. And my appeal to all my fellow Africans in the diaspora, don't let us just go and stand by all these landmarks and only take pictures and come home. But we're supposed to look at it and let it be inspiration and learn from it. My life in the UK has, is something that actually ignites something in me to do something different from whatever because I know and I believe that is a fact that Africa, we have the greatness. We have the key to the world's problem. We, we, we are the future of the world. But until we get up and use our mind, going up looking for loans and other things to build our nation is not development. And I personally don't believe that places like Dubai and other things are developed. No, because the people still are still lagging behind in terms of human evolution. They are, that is not the minds of the Dubai or whatever Arab people doing it. Just picking money and do that. No, those things will disappear. But when you develop human beings, the, the ordinary men beginning to think and use their mind, they get up in creatives. Then that is how we develop our land. We develop everything from the scratch. And that is how we talking about the plan of the diligence surely leads to abundance but everyone who is hasty comes to poverty people who are hasty are those who doesn't want to sit down and plan and use their mind to develop things but they want to go for loans and other things and come and use it it brings to poverty it brings to lack and that is why we are poor yeah the plan the plan of the diligence. your plan is your thinking 
What is the thinking of the African? What is the thinking of the African? So my fellow African, the politician, the businessman, the ordinary man listening to me, I am not against anyone, but I'm only appealing to everyone that the time has come that Africa, we have to look at things from a different perspective. And that is from the mental perspective. Let us develop our mental capital. If we are able to develop our minds and liberate ourselves from all kinds of bondage, superstitions and all these things, the African mind will rise up. We will create canals across the African continent. We will create long railways. Oh, look, there should be a supersonic railway or oh, highway from the, the Johannesburg down to Morocco. That is when Africa has actually risen. People have done it. Come to Canada here. There are railways from east to west. Come go to the United States. All this were done by the use of the human mind. They are not different from us. They are not powerful than us, but they know where the power is, so they adapt into it and they use it. We have the equal power. We just have to adapt to it and use it. And we will create wonderful things. So my brother, my sister, this is my experience. And I'm not sharing it as a pride, but I'm sharing it with my determined heart to empower you, to empower you. I am an African. I am an African who was born in very circumstances, very difficult circumstances. My family is still in a poor family. But look, my, my, all my family members are still in a village. But I know God has placed something on me and my work, my effort will, wind up, will pay off. And that is to bring the Africa, to bring this message to Africa, to help my fellow African, not only my family, my fellow African, every African, rising up and begin to use your mind. Your mind is the only thing that you need to be successful. The creative medium that you have is very powerful. It's very powerful. I am Emmanuel Kwejomensa, and I am a child of God. I am your fellow African, and I'm speaking the truth to you. I'm telling you the truth. There is no other way to look at it anyway. We have fought on the physical, do this, do that, do that, do that, do that. The only thing that we haven't asked is ourselves. The only people that we haven't confronted is ourselves. But hey, how are we using our minds? And this is the time we have to confront them. Let's leave all that we think they have done, do all these things to us. When the African mind begins to create, when the African mind begins to invent, when the African begins to look at himself, the, the African person gets up and says that I am at the center of my life. I am not limited. I am not being haunted by or being haunted by anything, but I am a free independent mind that I can think and create what I want to do. That is when Africa becomes great. That's where Africa becomes great. And let me remind you once again, the plan of the diligent leads surely to abundance, but everyone who is hasty comes only to poverty. The plan of the diligent, John Boyd, he stood there observing his own son going through this. And out of these difficulties, the last time when I, I talked about that, out of Egypt, my, my, I called my son. That is, what, that is what it means. Out of these difficulties, he came out with inflatable ties. And today, the whole humanity is relying on it. That is right of thinking. Go to the United Kingdom. 
those of us, those of uh, my fellow Africans in in the United Kingdom, please don't just w be busy your mind with only the money. Yeah, it's good, but let this one that one we were in the University of Ghana said, do not pass through the university, but let the university pass through you. You are in an adv advanced world. Don't just pass through the advanced world, collecting one, two, or two things and take it back to Africa that you are successful. No, but let the the advanced world run through you, and you begin to see things in the different picture. The mind that can think is is greater and powerful and richer than the mind that only picks. The mind that picks is not a mind that is powerful because it is not being used at its capacity. My fellow African politician, the money you spend to come and watch all these things, when you come and watch and take those pictures, let them be an inspiration. But don't, you, don't, don't go and use them to brag that you've been to Westminster, you've been to this, you've been to that. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense because you are supposed to look at those things and let them empower you. How did they get it? 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 They started from the scratch and build. So let us rise and build. Let us rise and build. These wars and the debilitating attitude that we are seeing on the African continent has to be has to stop. And it will only stop when the African minds are developed. Young men will not be teased into, I mean, taking guns to kill one another. Young men will not be teased into, uh, will not be deceived by corrupt politicians to do all kinds of wicked things. But the young men will rise and use their mind to do the right things. So mind is the master. Mind rules the world. Yes, it is true. Mind is the master. Mind rules the world. Go to Great Britain and you will see all these things later. You see the truth of this. You see the truth of this. Everything is well documented. Everything is well documented. And I, I'm not just making, I mean, making stories. I have experienced it. And as I said, my life is like what the prophet Isaiah wrote about, that I will lead the blind in a path that they may not know. I just started life going through just like any other person, not knowing that my life is to be used to empower you and to liberate a whole Africa with my wife and my children. God is here. God is with us. God is everywhere. And today, I am speaking to you as my fellow African. I'm asking you to rise up. There is no way for us to look for power other than in our minds. There is no way for us to look for riches other than our mind. There is no way for us to look for development other than our mind. Your riches and your development is within you. And that is why Jesus Christ spoke of as the kingdom of God is within you. Let us begin to seek the kingdom of God. And that is why he also says that seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness. And all other things will be added unto you. The kingdom of God and its righteousness is the right thinking. And allow King God to be established in your life. So that God will work through you. All other things will be added unto you. Now, the plans that the, the forefathers of the British, the Americans have made, is, is giving them more and more prosperity. If you are in Glasgow, if you haven't, if you visit Glasgow, go to the Glasgow Transport Museum, go to Edinburgh, they have all these things there. Go to London, you have all museums, everything showing all these things. And these things are making money, they are tourist attraction. You will see the genesis, the beginning, the growth of everything that they have done, improvement upon improvement upon improvement. The Africa is paralyzed and only bleating and crying like goats and sheep that we need help. No, the help is nowhere from anywhere. The help is from within us. And this is the time the African has to tend to himself. This is the time the African has to tend to himself. Africa is our beloved land. Africa is our beloved land. 
And there is no one that can develop Africa. There is nothing that can make us be great, can make us great other than we're using our minds. Any other thing that we will ask foreigners or whoever other people to come in help us to be, will not stand. Believe it or not. I am not a prophet of doom, but I'm telling you the truth. And we can even go back and look at since the, the independence, all other things that we use, foreign technology, all of them have disappeared. Some have crumbled. I used to live in I've lived in Kumasi and where I was living, it was not far from Kumasi shoot factory. I, all the factories that come in Kuma and others, they have disappeared. All those that uh, or the subsequent government came and they did, they have disappeared. They are disappearing. They are disappearing. Why? Because it is not, we are not, it is not in our consciousness. It is not in the African mind. But it is only when we develop ourselves and we bring ourselves to that level, then they will stand. For the mind that creates is the mind that knows how to maintain it. If you go for someone's technology or someone's ideas and come and do it on your land, then you have to pay the person to maintain it for you. And that is why African, we don't have a maintenance culture. So I'm telling you, go to the United Kingdom. All, of, all my fellow Africans listening to me that you are in the United Kingdom, find time and go. I spent my time and by divine plan, especially the tour that I had with the university, at the University of Westminster was actually an eye-opening. It was an eye-opening. It was very beautiful. It's wonderful to cruise on the River Thames and it is so beautiful. But it was done by people and it's still been doing it's been kept by people. Mind, mind, mind. Mind is the master. Mind rules the world. Mind is the master. Mind rules the world. And this is the time. This is the time. God does not, and that's why the Bible says that God uses the unwise. God uses the unknown people to confine the wise. So do not look at me as someone who has no uh, contact or connection with any politically. They don't have big time. No, I don't even need those things. I don't because I know where my power is. I know where my power is. I only need your cooperation and I only need you to take up your own power. Don't see me as a God. Don't see me as someone, but I'm only empowering you that you are my fellow God. We are all the same. We are all powerful, equal, but we have the power to do whatever we want to do in our own areas of calling. That is the truth. You shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. And this is the time that we use the truth to set ourselves free. The mind of the human being is God. The mind of the human being is the source of everything. The mind of the human being is the beginning of greatness and the end of the greatness. So let us begin to use our mind well. Listen to me again. Listen to me again. What I'm telling you is that the mind of the human being is the beginning and the end of greatness. The correct use of the mind of the human being is the beginning and the greatness. At the, the end of greatness and the, the, the fear of the law that the Bible talks of is the use of the human mind in a constructive way and thinking in positive. So my fellow African, my fellow African, whoever you are, whoever you are, whoever listening to me, please, this is the time. This is the time. Let us stop, I mean, looking for this uh, material things, but let us develop our minds such that our children will grow into it. Go to Manchester, go to Leeds. No, these canals that I'm talking about, from Leeds to Liverpool, that is a canal. You go to United Kingdom, everything, and you stand down and ask yourself, how did these people do it? 
How did these people do it? The mentality that they have. They knew something. The mentality that they built into their children. That is where they are. And that is where even our children are more, they are fast thinkers than us. And that is why Africans always say that, oh, these children, uh, the way they think. We always refer to our children that the way they think, though, you know, they don't think like us. Yes, it's true. Because they, are, they were born into an environment that makes them different from ours. And that is what we need to learn. We need to open up. We need to open up. Africa, Africa must be great. Africa is already great. But we must bring this greatness on the after. And it must come through the Africans. It must come through our mind. This is the time, this is the hour. The time has come, the hour has come that the African will stand up, the African will get up and begin to declare into himself, to be to tell himself that I am the center of my life. I am the creator of my own circumstances. Mine, you are the creator of the circumstances. You are the maker of circumstances. And you are, can only unmake them as well. At the moment, we are unmaking our life. Let us make our life by the right use of our minds. This is the truth. You will know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. So I am Emmanuel Kujumensa. Uh, you are listening to me from Canada, Ontario, and I am a Guinean. I was born and raised in a village. I started all my life as a villager, a village boy. But God took me out of the village, and I walked through life to where I am now. And now I am speaking to you that this is the time for us to rise up. It is time for us to do great things. I do not need to come from any big family. And so you also don't need to come from any big family. You don't have to be a brother or a sister or have any relationship to any powerful person. You are great in your own life. You are great in your own self. Let us stand up. It is only when we, are, we show our greatness, then all our greatness put together, we become a great continent. Great Britain is great because there are a lot of people who are great in there. They think. They are thinking beyond. They are thinking beyond the ordinary. They are thinking beyond the ordinary. So the plan of the diligent, the plan of the diligent. Don't forget Proverbs 21 5. The plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance, but but everyone who is hasty comes only to poverty and that is Africa. We are we are in poverty because we do not know how to plan. We don't we don't plan. We we are not able to plan and stay on it. We don't even plan. We just sit down and come oh, let us go and see this before and they will come and do this for us. Then we jump on it. No. The plan of the diligent surely leads to abundance. And I'm telling you, whatever plan that the Europeans and the North Americans have made in the olden days is still yielding prosperity for them. When you go to Windsor Castle and you go and stand there, then you go to Beckham Palace and all this, and these are tourist attractions. Their forefathers did it and it's actually bringing more money, more money, more money, more money for them. But you don't know that you are contributing to it. So this is the time that my fellow Africans, we will rise up. Let us rise and build. Let us rise and build. Let us rise and build and build our lands. If you have ever visited UK and if you have time, go and look, go to Manchester and go to Liverpool. Observe all this thing. The Liverpool-Manchester Canal is a beautiful and wonderful thing. One of the great things that people can put their minds together to do. It's wonderful. There are even tongues of there. This is just an example. This is just one example. This is just one example. There are a lot of, there are a lot of them. If you have time and you go to Scotland, go to Edinburgh Museum 
Now they've made it the national uh, uh, medium of Scotland. If you go there, you'll see the history I'm talking about. How the tie, the obasical tie, or your character, how it came about. It was just a commoner, a simple man called John Boyd Dunlop, who was only observing his son, and he came to him. And after the difficulty, a son was born, and that Savior saved the world. He saved the world. And today we are enjoying. You don't even know how it came about. All you say is, oh, this is my car and this is my tie. No, please, my fellow Africans, this is the time for us to rise up. This is the time for us to, everyone has his experience. My fellow Africans in this part of the world, you have your experience. Maybe you haven't put it in the right perspective. It is not time for us to begin to think of money, to think of how we're about. We have to think of how we can help our people home. If you gather money, if you gather things and go and give it to the people back at home, they'll squander it. But if you teach them, if we are able to teach them and bring all of us together and develop our nations, that is when we have a sustainable development. The Africans are always ready to pull themselves together. Oh, we are going to do this, we are going to do that. Those things will not take us anywhere because the African mind is still behind. The African mind is still behind. So my brother, my sister, as I said, I am your day, I am today, today your Jeremiah, uh, Nehemiah, sorry. I am today your Nehemiah. Now I'm calling on you that let us rise, let us rise, let us rise and build our lands. Let us rise and build our land. Africa needs you, Africa needs all of us. And it is only through are they correct and the constructive use the African mind. We should be able to think and think the unthinkable. Sit down and connect your mind to God and think into the mind of God. God will give you ideas. God will give you things that no man has ever seen. No man has ever seen. Yeah, when they were doing all this thing, people have never seen it. But when they keep brought it up, it became the landmarks in the world. Then Africa, it's time for Africa we, to create our own landmarks. It is time for us to create a, our own landmarks. Enough is enough by showing only natural resources. We do not have input in any of them. So we cannot claim to be the fruits of our righteousness. Though the righteousness exalts a nation, indeed it is true. The right thinking of every group of people exalts them to be superpowered, exalts them to be developed one. And the abuse of the human mind of any group of people is also, I mean, bring them a reproach. And the reproach is what? They are classified as underdeveloped, third world countries, whatever, we always go to buy. People who live, who live and think of only using second-hand things are doomed because they are going against the sanctity of their divinity. The idea of coming to, the, uh, to this part of the world and, I mean, carrying used goods to Africa that we are going to develop a stepping business is a matter of ignorance. We are insulting our divinities. You are born, you are made to have new things to, uh, to enrich yourself, to make yourself better. You can think and create it yourself. And this is the time that the African has to do this. Now is the time. Now is the time. The work of Dr. Kwame Nkrumah, the work of um, Martin Luther King, the work of um, the work of Marcus Garvey and all other African leaders, other great men that have lived, that spoke, this, their work is unfinished. And this is the time for us to finish. I am calling on every African in the, oh, that come, come, 
and join us. We are using our minds. We are developing our minds. We are developing ourselves. And as we develop our minds, the minds as we liberate the African mind, our young ones, our children will rise up and have revolutionary ideas that will bring Africa to a stage that we will be the world leaders. For we have the greatest problems. And as soon as we are able to get the solution to all our problems, we'll become a developed world. That is truth. That is the truth. You will need the truth and the truth shall set you free. So today, that is my message for you. And the message is that righteousness exalts a nation. And as uh, linking it to my previous message, that you will know them by their fruit, as Jesus said. And in the same way, you will, we are seeing people, we are knowing each other. We are knowing the, the advance of the British by their fruits, by what they have used their minds to do in righteousness. In the same way, they are knowing it by our fruits, by what we are abusing our minds to create our own hair on earth here. In the same way, the plans of the diligent surely leads to abundance, but, but everyone who is hasty comes only to poverty. And that is what we are seeing. This is no time for us to rush to look for things. This is the time we have to plan diligently and work on it step by step to bring Africa to the level that the world is expecting Africa to be. Signs that from uh, Accra, all through Lagos, all through Banjo, all to, to all, and then from Johannesburg, all through to Casablanca, from um, Somalia to uh, whatever, whatever. We will see only development, but not people killing and destroying themselves, not people fighting on unnecessary things. This is when that is when Africa is considered will be considered as a developed world. As it is, we are not. So, my brother, my sister, and I to end my message today. You are listening to me, and I am your Nehemiah, and I'm the call, the call, the call, the call to you is: Let us rise, let us rise, let us rise, and build our minds and when we build our mental capital this capital in our minds will flow into our streets into our towns and everything will be shown and then our fruit will be shown all over the african continent and africa will be exalted our righteousness will exalted into or uh, uh, into greatness and will be amongst the great people we are not competing with anyone but we are only brightening our corner and we are learning and as Dr. Kwame Nkrumah said, we will analyze oh, any ideas from the foreigners. Whichever that will help us, we will take it. Those that will not help us, we will throw it away. In the same way, we learn from them. Those that are peculiar to our challenges, we take it and use it to develop our lives. And then those that does not help us, we develop our own ones and um, Put them together, a few, I mean, merge ours and theirs, and create a hybrid, and that becomes a new creation of the world. A word to a wise is enough. And I know that whoever has ears is listening to the Spirit. And today, I say, may the overshadowing presence of God that keeps the stars from falling on us. And keeps the planets in their courses without falling. Keep you and lead you and guide you. Give you a receptive heart to receive this message and begin to work on it. Take the right steps by developing your mind. Once again, my name is Emmanuel Kwejo Mensah. And I am a co-founder of the Eagle Mentality Group. 
at Eagle Mentality Group. We spend and we use our time and our resources, everything of what we have in teaching and in, in the teaching and the propagation of the information about the power of the subconscious mind and the universal laws that only man or woman has used to build himself and their lives. Our dream is to create a new crop of Africans, Africans that think and do things in a different way, such that we will rise up to create, to mold and shape our life in such a way that our righteousness will be exalt, will, will exalt us into greatness, such that Africa will become a developed and a, a developed continent, developed nations, such that we will be amongst the developed, but not the underdeveloped. And this is the time. God bless you. God bless you.